Today on the Matt Wall Show, there's been a slew of, of assaults against white people recently. Now, the media doesn't care about this at all, isn't paying any attention to it. But more importantly, the crimes are not being charged as hate crimes. They're not being considered hate crimes. Why is that? Why shouldn't they be hate crimes? Uh, we'll talk about that today. Also, five headlines, including NASCAR, coming out fully in support of the uh, black driver who says that someone left a noose in his garage. Uh, now, there, you know, there are several strange aspects to this story. Is it a hoax? We'll talk about that today. And finally, in today's cancellation, I am canceling Karen. Not Karen's, not a woman named Karen, but the Karen meme, the Karen thing I'm, I'm going to cancel today. And I'll explain why all of that coming up. Um, and we, we start with this. And first of all, in fact, I, I did get this big, big, uh, big moment. Um, I did get my first presidential retweet last night. Always an exciting moment, kind of a coming of age for conservative pundits when they get the, the Trump retweet. And the post of mine on Twitter that Trump retweeted was this video, which we discussed yesterday on the show. And let me play it for you again here. Oh, boy, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't quit touching me. Yeah, don't hurt. That right there, as we talked about yesterday, is a white Macy's employee being brutally assaulted by a black man in the middle of the store, uh, which and this, this happened a few days ago. The video shows the assailant, his name's Demir Palmer, punching the man in the head, as you saw, as he, as he crawls on the ground, begging for Palmer to stop. If you're, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you don't have the video, that's, that's what you see there. The assailant's brother, who filmed the crime and posted it proudly to social media, claims that the victim used the N-word prior to this assault taking place. Now, even if that was true, that wouldn't remotely justify felony assault, but it isn't true. Macy's investigated. They confirmed the attack was unprovoked. Um, also, the N-word claim is just absurd on its face. A Macy's employee is not going to casually refer to his black customers as, as a racial slur. Okay, if, if he was in the habit of doing that, he would have been fired a long time ago. Macy's is not going to fall on the sword to defend a, an employee who, who uses racial slurs. That's just not something corporations are going to do. Now, what actually happened from the looks of it is that Palmer's, uh, the Palmer brothers selected a victim based on his race, beat him mercilessly, and then slandered him. They damaged him physically and then tried to ruin his life for good measure. If the hate crime designation has any meaning, this should fit the bill. Yet to this point, no hate crime charges have been filed. In fact, no charges of any kind have been filed as I say this right now. There's been th th that the guy who, who carried out the assault has not been arrested, even though it's on video. We have it right there. And they know his name. Somehow hasn't been arrested. No charges at all as at all have been filed so far because of that. It should be noted that a man who assaulted a Macy's employee last year was charged with a hate crime. A somewhat similar situation, just in the fact that it was a Macy's employee being assaulted in the store. Uh, and, and that person was charged with a hate crime. But in that case, it's because he used anti-gay slurs during the attack. It's not clear to me that the customer or the, the employee was actually gay. I'm not sure if he was or not. All, all it says in the news reports is that the uh, person carrying out the assault used anti-gay slurs. The prosecutor in the case said that the attacker, quote, subjected the victim to offensive physical contact 
And this was done, quote, because of his perception of the victim's sexual orientation. Well, was this latest Macy's assault not offensive physical contact? And was it not due to the attacker's perception of the victim's race? How is one a hate crime and this isn't? Now, this unfortunately is not an isolated incident. Recently, there's been a slew of horrific physical attacks against white people. Um, Last week, a group of black men attacked a white man in a gas station parking lot in Texas. And this, this is all, everything I'm talking about here, these are all on video. They punched him, they knocked him to the ground, they stomped on his head when he was lying there. Now, I'm not going to play all these videos for you because they're pretty violent and they're disturbing. Uh, and I'm not going to force you to watch them if you don't want to. But you can go to my Twitter feed and you can, you can find them. Uh, I've, I've linked all of them there. And I would recommend, if you think you can stomach it, just go, it's one of those things you have to sort of see for yourself to understand the severity of the situation. In New York, um, a black man pushed a 92-year-old white woman to the ground. She bashed her head against a fire hydrant as she fell. She was 92 years old. No hate crime charges have been filed. She was going along on her walker down the street. This guy walks by, just pushes her and walks away. In another attack against the elderly, Jaden T. Hayden of Michigan, maybe you saw this video, he was repeatedly beating a 75-year-old nursing home patient in the head as he lay helpless on his bed. Now, the interesting thing is that Hayden has YouTube videos where he claims that, among other things, quote, the black race is supposed to rule the earth. No hate crime charges have been filed so far in this case, but try to imagine The same outcome if a white man with similar professed views about the white race, let's say a white man who had YouTube videos saying that the white race is supposed to rule the earth, and then then, then if that man were to go and and film himself brutalizing an elderly black man, how quickly do you think hate crime charges would be filed in that case? Like within 10 seconds? Maybe at the speed of light they they would be, um, they would come out. There are more examples. And in fact, we'll get to those, those other examples in just a second. But before we do, uh, this show today is brought to you by Eero. You know, it's very frustrating when there's, you know, there, and a lot of people, there's that one spot in your house that has better Wi-Fi than the rest of your house. Maybe you have that. And a lot of times it's, it's the one spot where you want to hang out and be and it doesn't get the Wi-Fi. So now in my house, uh, it's living, living out in the wilderness in the middle of nowhere at the top of a mountain which isn't quite exactly where I live, but still uh, relatively re- relatively out, out in the woods. Pretty much the whole house is that situation. And that's why Eero is Wi-Fi that your home deserves. It blankets your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi, not just inside, but also outside too. So you can go out, hang out on the porch. It's nice out. Eero extends your coverage so you can enjoy the nicer weather and get work done from your deck. Eero eliminates poor coverage, dead spots, and buffering. You'll have a consistently strong signal wherever you need it. Uh, Eero steps up Sets up in minutes. It's very easy to do. I've done it myself. You can plug right into your modem or your router box, and uh, and you can manage it from a very simple app. It's just it's extremely simple to do. And right now, I've I've gone through this. I've set it up, and I'm enjoying. Not in this house because this isn't where I live. Uh, we're just squatting here. I don't know who lives here, but uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll set up an Eero for them too. But uh, in in my house, we've we've set it up, and 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 now all of our Wi-Fi problems are solved. You can get yours fixed as soon as tomorrow. Go to eero.com slash Walsh, enter code Walsh at checkout to get free next day shipping with your order. That's eero.com slash Walsh, code Walsh at checkout to get your Eero delivered 
with free next day shipping. You must use this URL to receive this offer. It's eero.com slash Walsh, code Walsh. All right. Um, so other examples of these assaults that we're talking about. During the riots in Rochester a few weeks ago, a white woman was attacked by a group of black men. She was uh, punched in the, in, the, in the face repeatedly, beaten with a wooden board. Um, in Ocean City, where violence has been rampant of late, there have been uh, several examples of this, but there's one video where a guy's sitting on a park bench and is knocked out, knocked to the floor. Again, no hate crime charges. And hate crime charges aren't the only thing missing here. There has been little public attention to or condemnation of these attacks. In fact, I've been told that it's racist to even talk about them. If you go to my Twitter feed and, and you see where I have these videos posted, uh, whether it's the Macy's one or the longer thread where I post all of the, the videos I just mentioned, you find lots of people either outright defending felony assaults of white people or insisting that I'm a racist for calling attention to it. And there's no uh, explanation provided. They don't explain why it's racist to point out when a, when a white person is, is brutally assaulted. It's assumed that we all, we all understand. Like it's a given. But, well, of course, that's racist. You can't do that. Why can't you do it? Well, you just can't. It's just not something you can do. That's all. Just a few random examples. Here are some responses justifying the assault of the Macy's employee, which you saw. Uh, just, just a few random responses on my page. One person says, an eyewitness says the black man asked the employee a question, then became angry when the Macy's salesperson who was on his phone used the N-word when he got back to his call, thinking he'd done so discreetly. So no, it's not a hate crime. It's a guy angered by racism. So this is a person saying that, uh, that basically it's okay because he was angry about a word that he heard. Now, as, as I've already said, that word was not said. These guys made that story up. And it's very clear that they made it up. And the story is absurd on its face. But regardless, you cannot beat a man to a pulp because you heard a word you don't like. Uh, no, someone else says, he, he's, he's clearly saying, I'm sorry, implying that he indeed said, said or did something to result in getting punked like that. Making the white guy a victim is far-fetched. I know plenty of white men like this that pop off at the mouth and expect nothing bad to happen. It's far-fetched. That video you just saw, with a white man on the ground being pummeled, it's far-fetched to say that he's a victim. Someone else says, firstly, three punches isn't brutally assaulted. Second, if it was a white person beating a black person, I'm sure you will believe the black person must have done something to deserve it. And even goes so far as to dig up criminal, past criminal records. The problem, it's a, it's a problem no matter what we do. Oh, it's not brutally assaulted. That wasn't a brutal assault. It's just a regular assault. Just a, that's a that regular, that's just a standard, standard assault. No problem there. Um, and then other, uh, other stuff like that. Now, once again, the guy did not say the N-word. The story was fabricated. But the idea that the assailant is entitled to commit felony assault because of a bad word is lunacy. And it's all besides the point. The attack was unprovoked, as were most of the attacks that I just listed. Yet no hate crime charges have been filed. Now, let me say that um, I am not personally a proponent of the hate crime designation. I don't like it. I don't think the prosecutors can look into a criminal's heart and accurately assess whether a crime was motivated by hatred or not. I don't know how they can do that. They can't do it. 
And even if they could, I'm not sure why a crime of hate should be considered any more severe than a crime of greed or jealousy or anger or uh, boredom or indifference. Is it really worse to shoot a man for his race than for his wallet? Haven't you treated him as less than human either way? Haven't you killed him either way? Isn't he just as dead in both cases? Isn't his family mourning him just the same no matter what? Now, the common argument, the common response to that is that hate crimes have a special effect on the community in that they terrorize and, and intimidate people. And so that's why there's a reason to respond, especially aggressively to them. And it's, it's true that you know an actual hate crime is going to terrorize the community. But then criminals who kill people for money or for their shoes or, or for the cash in the register also terrorize communities and intimidate. Um, communities set, beset by such crime are often crippled by fear. If you live in a community like that, it's like you, don't, you don't even want to let your kids leave the house. So I, I, don't, I don't see much of a difference in that case either. People might be crippled by fear and, 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 and terrorized for different reasons, but they're still terrorized, they're still in fear, and people are still dying. There is no reason to think that hatred is the worst possible motivator for a crime. I would say that, in fact, that in, in indifference to human life is actually the worst. And it motivates the worst kinds of crime. Mass shootings, uh, many mass shootings, school shootings, serial killers, psychopaths. Um, these are people who don't care about human life enough to, you know, they don't care about human life enough to hate it. Like they're going to kill you, and, but they don't care about you enough to hate you. You just mean nothing to them. They're indifferent to you. Totally empty inside. Killing just for the fun of it. Just for the thrill. Now, that seems to me to be a reason um, to kill someone at least as evil as hate. But then again, killing someone, if it's not in self-defense or in defense of somebody else, is evil no matter what. And I'm not convinced that there can be a more or less evil reason to do it. The whole conversation becomes absurd after a while. Yet this is what our justice system has done. It's come up with a sort of tier system ranking the reasons to kill people or assault people from worst to best. This is a really bad, this is a, you know, a bad reason, but not the worst reason. And this is, this reason is a little bit worse. And this is the, the worst reason to do it. It's ridiculous. And not only is that ranking system subjective, but the judgment of why someone performed an act is also subjective. So this is subjectivity on top of subjectivity. And that's why we shouldn't have the hate crime label at all, in my opinion. But if we're going to go down this road, and if, we, if we've gotten into the business of doling out special punishments for hate-based crimes, and if we've assumed that prosecutors and judges have mind-reading abilities, then equal justice under the law means prosecuting crimes against white people with all the same gusto as crimes against non-white people. And that's not happening here. And that's an injustice. All right, let's move on to your headlines. Number one, as mentioned yesterday on the show, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace says that someone hung a noose in his NASCAR garage. Uh, Wallace, of course, is black. The story has been reported everywhere. Uh, a huge deal has been made of it. It's been reported as fact everywhere, just straightforwardly. The media, the headline saying a noose was found in the garage. They're not saying allegedly, reportedly, it was claimed that, so on and so forth. N none of that. Just 
noose was found. Yesterday at Talladega, the other drivers came together to push Wallace's car to the start line in a, in a, in a show of solidarity. Um, NASCAR itself has gone all in supporting Wallace, rallying around him. Here's a video they put out today. We want to stand with our friend and we want to stand with Bubba. And that's what uh, took place through last night, this morning. And then as this idea came together today and uh, it started within the drivers. And then as the crew members caught wind that we wanted to push Bubba's car down and, and uh, stand with him during the national anthem, uh, the teams wanted to get involved as well. And, and you saw the support. It's pretty amazing. This garage area is going to stand together stronger than ever as that message continues to get sent. You know, I love you, man. We all do. Take care of yourself out there. Put us in a good spot. Get yourself a deep breath. Get your mind right. Let's go shut these haters up. As Bubba Wallace guns it from the inside with Joey Logano and Kevin Harvey. I'm proud to stand where I'm at. Sport is changing. Um, the deal that happened yesterday, I wanted to show whoever it was that you're not going to take away my smile, and uh, I'm going to keep on going. So Bubba Wallace is now uh, famous and renowned, whereas before, if you didn't follow NASCAR, you probably hadn't heard of him. I hadn't heard of him. I haven't heard of any, really any NASCAR drivers because I don't, I don't follow it. Uh, but And he's being hailed as a hero for his bravery and standing up to racism. He's put out a statement, several statements now, where he talks about how he was, he's not going to be intimidated. He's not going to back down. He's going to fight racism and everything. Meanwhile, federal authorities are investigating the incident. But here's the weird thing. Still to this point, we have seen no photo of this noose. Now, keep in mind, the noose was supposedly discovered by one of Wallace's uh, crew, you know, crew members. And, and, and that person saw it and then went and told Wallace. That's the story we're given. But we know that the guy who found it obviously would have taken a picture. That's the first thing you're going to do. Because for one thing, you want to show Wallace, right? So he's going to take out his phone. He's going to take a picture. That's what anybody would do. And yet we haven't seen this picture. That's kind of strange, isn't it? Why haven't we seen it? Two days later and still no picture. Also, um, these garages at NASCAR races are under lock and key, you know, highly restricted area, very tight security, cameras everywhere, right? This isn't something that a fan can just wander into. So it's not like some random racist fan went in and did that. It's, just, it's not possible. So if it was done, if this was actually a, a hate crime, if somebody put it there as a racist attack against Bubba Wallace, then it would have had to have been, you know, a NASCAR employee or someone who works for, you know, someone who's on, someone officially involved, someone employed would have had to do that. Somebody with access. Uh, and this would also be someone who would have known that they would be immediately found out. Because they would know about the security. They would have had to go through all that security just to get to that area. And so they would have known that. My question is, would, a, would, a, would an employee with access, would they be so racist, would they be so overcome with racism that they would sacrifice their job and their livelihood and their freedom, because they're going to go, they would go to jail for this if they did it. They're going to sacrifice everything just to hang a noose. I mean, even supposing that there's a NASCAR employee with access who is racist, would he essentially commit suicide for the sake of this stunt? Maybe so. Who knows? People are crazy. People do crazy things. But still, there is the other explanation. And it happens that this other explanation is what has explained almost every news story we've heard in recent years. 
And that's that the story is a hoax or at best somebody misinterpreted what they saw. And now they're just running with it because the thing is with, with NASCAR doing that and coming out of support and they've got the drivers walking down the track and everything um, they're all in, they, they can't, it, it would be a total embarrassment to them if they were to come out and say, Oh, you know what? Actually it was, it was a, it, it was a hoax or it was misinterpreted. Not to mention NASCAR is going to be accused of racism. No matter what, even if there is irrefutable evidence that this was all a hoax or a misunderstanding, if NASCAR were to come out now and say that, they're going to be accused of racism and they're not believing a black man and all that kind of stuff. So I think very likely if this was a hoax, we're never going to find out. But also, we're never going to see a picture of this supposed news. Number two, race hustler and all-around scumbag Sean King, who is, you know, by the way, one of the worst people currently living on, on planet Earth, is now inciting attacks on churches. Here, here's what he said. Let me pull it up. Um, a few tweets he sent out. He said, yes, I think the statues of the white European they claim is Jesus should also come down. They are a form of white supremacy, always have been. In the Bible, when the family of Jesus wanted to hide and blend in, guess where they went? Egypt, not Denmark. Tear them down. Um, and then later, he also says, yes, all murals and stained glass windows of white Jesus and his European mother and their white friends should also come down. They are a gross form of white supremacy created as tools of oppression, racist propaganda. They should all come down. So this, of course, is the next step. First, the Confederate statues, then Columbus, then founders, other presidents, then on to religious statues. That was always the next step. But remember, this is a war on Western civilization. That's the objective here. It's got nothing to do with racism whatsoever. These are people who hate Western civilization, despite the fact that Western civilization gave them freedom, liberty, luxury, unimaginable to almost everyone else who has lived on Earth anywhere at any point in history. Uh, despite all of that, they hate Western civilization and they're tearing down whatever represents the foundations of our civilization. Christianity is the foundation of the foundation. It lies at the very root of Western civilization. So, of course... Of course that's next. There was never any doubt about it. And when they start tearing down the Jesus statues, please don't be shocked. That was always going to happen. Number three, speaking of tearing down monuments, Democrat politicians, of course, are actively and explicitly encouraging these felonies. Here's the latest from Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, and a man who, of course, uh, consigned thousands of elder elderly people to their deaths. Here's what he has to say about uh, the monuments. President Trump mentioned in an interview that he feels cities should take further action to stop monuments from being destroyed. We saw that scene at the White House with the Andrew Jackson statue near the White House. We know, for example, Theodore Roosevelt's statue is coming down in New York City. Do you agree with the president's uh, guidance that, that cities should do more to protect monuments? Yeah, I, I don't even know what the president's guidance is, Savannah, frankly. Uh, cities are making decisions. The Teddy Roosevelt statue, uh, I think it was less about Teddy Roosevelt, but the, the other parts of that, of that statue. Uh, and look, people are making a statement, uh, about equality, about community, uh, to be against racism, against slavery. Uh, I think those are good statements. And, um, it depends, you know, can you overdo it? Of course you can. But uh, in New York, I don't think we've overdone it. And I think that I think it's a healthy expression of people saying, let's get some priorities here and let's remember the sin and mistake that these this nation made and let's not celebrate it. 
Oh, they're making a statement that slavery is wrong. Wow. Bold statement. Incredible statement. Important statement. Slavery is wrong. I mean, th- th- this is really a statement that needs to be made. Because, because of course, the, the popular view is that slavery is good. You hear it all the time. Right? It's like every day you walk out of your house, there's, there's, there's someone coming up to you and defending slavery. It's the mainstream view. Slavery is good. And so we really need brave rebels to come out and say, no, nope. You know what? Slavery is wrong. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say it. And can I just, and, and, and I want to say this right now myself. Um, and I want to be very clear about this. I also believe that slavery is wrong. And I am not afraid to say it. Okay? So that's good. Healthy expression, Cuomo says. Notice here the infantilization of these criminals that goes on. Cuomo sounds like a permissive parent justifying his toddler's tantrums. It's a healthy expression, just part of growing up. You know, um, yeah, this is what we call the bigotry of low expectations. And, and this, is what, this is what we're seeing from Cuomo and, and all the Democrats. Trump, by the way, has, uh, has come out. He came out today and said that he's authorized the federal government to arrest anyone who vandalizes monuments or statues on uh, federal property. And so he's authorizing that. Now, I have to admit, I- I'm, I'm totally in favor of ar- arresting people who are doing this. I've been saying that all along. Arrest them. These are felonies. Whether it's federal property or not, doesn't matter where, what, no matter what property is, okay? No matter where it is, if it's not your statue or your monument, you are committing a felony because all of these things are worth way more than 500 bucks. So I agree with that. Yes, absolutely arrest. The authorization part, I don't quite understand. He says we're authorizing it. Well, this was already a crime. And law enforcement, it, I don't think they need specific authorization from the president to arrest someone for committing a crime. I don't think that's how it works. So I'm a little bit confused by that. Number four, but yes, let's arrest them, please. A Bloomberg reporter, Stephen Dennis, reports, uh, he says, a day ahead of Trump's visit to Arizona, GOP Senator Martha McSally proposes giving taxpayers $4,000 each to take a vacation. Couples would get $8,000 in vacation tax credits plus $500 per kid. Um, The bill would pay for your food, beverages, lodging, transportation, and live entertainment events, including sporting events. So, all right. That would be for my family, I think, $10,000. I've never spent $10,000 on a vacation in my life. I don't think I've spent that much collectively in my whole life on vacations. But you know what? Can I just say, this is not enough. What if I want to fly first class with my whole family and stay in a Ritz-Carlton hotel? and order room service four times a day. This proposal wouldn't allow us to do that. It just wouldn't be enough money, which is outrageous. This is a violation of my rights as an American and as a human being. It basically erases my existence. It deprives me of what is rightfully mine, and I won't stand for it. Finally, here's a a video of a giant dead squid. Check it out. Yeah. 
Okay, I have nothing to say about that. I just thought it was interesting. That's it. If you, if you wanted to see a video of a, of a dead squid today, which I'm sure you did, you woke up this morning, first thing you thought is, I wonder if there's any videos of dead squids. I hope Matt plays one. There you go. I am here to serve. We're going to move on to our daily cancellation. Uh, but I want to tell you, if you're not already a Daily Wire member, you should consider getting a reader's pass to dailywire.com. It's a great value, only three bucks a month. And when you sign up, you get the first month for only 99 cents. And you also get access to our mobile app, articles ad-free, and access to exclusive editorials. Um, like, uh, you know, I, I, I put uh, editorials out several times a week. My latest one, which you can see here, is uh, about this issue we've been talking about, about the um, assaults that are happening and running rampant. And so if you want to read that, get that information, get a, get a reader's pass. Go to dailywire.com, sign up for just a buck. It's that easy and that cheap. There's no reason not to do it. Okay. Today, I'm going to cancel Karen. Uh, not the people, but the meme. It's, it's a meme that I have, I'm sure you'll be quick to point out, indulged myself a time or two. But I, I'm tired of it. And we know that with my cancellations, it is arbitrary according to my whim. And so once, once I tire of something, it's canceled. Now, I might cancel because I'm tired of it. But then the next day, I decide I'm, decide I'm not tired of it anymore. And then I'll uncancel it. I have that authority. I can do that. I'm the canceler here, canceler in chief. But I'm tired of the Karen thing. And I'll tell you why. First of all, what brings this to mind is a, a video that went viral today, which I'm not going to play for you. But it's, uh, it's a black man who's filming, confronting a white woman who he says flipped him off and called him a racial slur. And, in the, in the video, and so she, this, this happened while they were driving. He follows her back to her house. In the video, she's crying and terrified because he's, he's putting her face on camera, following her, stalking her. He's at her house, outside of her house. And he, he documents her license plate number and her home address and shows everybody what her house looks like. Puts that all on film, too. Puts it online, accuses her of racism. Most of the people who are sharing the video are laughing about it, saying she's a Karen, deserves to be publicly humiliated and doxxed. Because that's what all Karens deserve, right? Meanwhile, this guy, the guy who filmed it, is openly racist against white people. He, he's an activist. Um, his, his Twitter handle is literally white people hate. That's, that's, that's how he advertises himself, as someone who hates white people. So he's a racist against white people, advertises it, is an activist, BLM activist, has a, has a history of, of claiming that white people call him racial slurs and trying to do this, get, get him on video, clout chasing, as the kids would call it these days. So I don't believe his version of events at all. Um, but even if he's telling the truth, which he almost certainly isn't, Doxing a random person in this environment is not justified. You could get somebody killed. And, and, and this dude obviously doesn't care if he does. But this brings to mind the whole Karen meme, which increasingly has become an excuse to intimidate and harass random white women. It is, it, from, from what I've seen recently, it's, it's taken a, a, a very uh, aggressive turn. And it's become, you know, it's not just laughing about you know, a middle-aged white woman who's calling the manager or whatever, you know, I want to speak to your manager. It's not just that. Now it's, let's dox them, let's harass them, let's get them on tape. Let's, let's you know, accuse them of racism, try to ruin their lives. That's what's happening now. And here's my question. Because the, the I guess, insinuation is that the very fact that a woman is a middle-aged white woman is justification in itself to treat her this way. But here's my question. Would it be considered appropriate 
to take a stereotypical female name in another race and make a negative meme out of it? You know, what if somebody mocked a, what if a, a white person mocked a non-white woman by calling her a name that the mocker thinks is typical of women of that race? Would that be considered funny? Just, just a good bit of fun, just a fun meme we can all laugh about? No, of course not. Of course not. It'd be, it'd be, it would be racist. It would be widely condemned. In fact, someone who did that, would, they would lose their job. They would lose their livelihood. It's not just that, that, that people would be offended. It's not just about that anymore. It's never just that now. If someone took the Karen thing, which for white, middle-aged white women, it's, it's funny and hilarious, and let's all laugh about it. And if they did the same thing for a non-white woman, they, they would lose their job. They would lose their, their lives would be destroyed because of it. And we all know that. So then why is this okay? I mean, really, why? Can you think of any reason why the one should be not okay, but this should be okay? Is there any, can you come up with it? Can you come up with any defense of this double standard? Short of just saying it's okay to be racist against white people? That, that of course, is the real answer. That's the honest answer. So it's a double standard. And, and, and for, for those two reasons, I think it deserves to be canceled. This is a struggle for me, uh, this kind of thing, I admit. Because as I said, I have, I have laughed about This joke at first I thought was kind of funny. I've laughed about it myself um, and used it myself. But, and, and, and the thing is, I, I'm not offended by stereotypical jokes. Stereotypes don't offend me. I think most of the time, stereo, the, the reason why it's a stereotype is that it's rooted in truth. I've never heard a stereotype that is completely off base and has no truth to it whatsoever. Maybe that stereotype exists. I just haven't heard it. But I personally, I can't think of one. Every stereotype, there's some truth to it. So the Karen thing, yeah, there's some truth. Not, not every middle-aged white woman is like that, but uh, there is a, a certain stereotype of that sort of person who calls the manager, doesn't mind her own business, so on and so forth. That, that does exist, right? So that's where the stereotype, stereotype comes from. It doesn't offend me personally if people make stereotypical jokes. I don't care. So I'm fine with that. And I can laugh about it. But then there's the double standard of it too. Because I know with this kind of joke, even though it doesn't offend me, although now I'm uncomfortable with the aggressiveness of it, so that would be enough reason in and of itself, even without the double standard, to cancel it. But even though I'm not personally offended by it, I still don't like the double standard. And so that's always the struggle when, you know, with the left, when it's with its double standards, when, in, when, when, when people on the left are doing and saying things that don't actually offend you, but you know that if you said that to them, they would break down in tears. That's the struggle because you think, well, I don't want to act like I'm offended by something I'm not, and I don't want to act like them. But at the same time, I don't know, what, am I supposed to just allow this double standard to continue? So that, that's the balance that I haven't quite figured out how to strike. But I do know that, 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 that you know, just, just allowing double standards without calling them out is, uh, is not the right approach. And I think, we've, I think we've tolerated it for far too long. And I think that's what we have to settle on. Even if you're not personally offended by something, when it comes down to it, we, we're not playing this game. We can't play this game. If something is racist, it's racist. Period. If it's racist against someone of another race, then it's racist against white people. That's, that's it. Even if I don't personally think it is, 
That if that's the rule now, then that's the rule that has to be applied to everyone. All right, so that's canceled. And uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Godspeed. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, Michael Knowles Show, and The Andrew Clavin Show. Thanks for listening. The Matt Wall Show is produced by Sean Hampton, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Our technical producer is Austin Stevens, edited by Danny D'Amico, and our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. Lots of people get accused of saying the N-word, but only some people get punished for it. A prominent BLM activist calls for vandalism of churches, and AOC steps in a racial minefield. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show.